Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and with any luck, we have finally fixed my audio problem. I apologize for the last few podcasts. I know I mentioned that I had moved my office around, and somehow it plugged something in wrong. Well, as it turned out, yes, the IT kid has come home from um, from South Africa for the month of December for his holidays, and looked everything over and said, uh, yeah, mom, you need to change the input. So it wasn't so much that I had anything plugged in wrong. It was the fact that I hadn't didn't have the settings right. Does this happen in your life? There's a whole analogy I could probably endeavor to uh, to carry on with that analogy, but it was just something so simple. It was something in the background. The interesting part was I try and stay aware. I talk about it on this podcast a lot. I want you to be aware. I was aware that it was something probably very simple in the background. There was not this ignorant sort of blockage that said, it's not me. I'm like, yeah, it's something. I just haven't figured out what it is yet. <laughs> and sure enough, he walks right in. And I'll actually tell you what happened. I plugged my headset into the USB, no big deal. But somehow in the undoing everything and plugging everything back in, in the background under mics and all that jazz, because I have a full surround sound system in my computer. I know, laugh if you must, it's okay. Subwoofer and everything. Uh, my computer actually has better sound than our formal living room because my son bought it for me for my birthday last year. And I listen to music in my office. I also do my podcast. I have a YouTube channel and I like to record. Well, my Logitech little um, camera that's on top of one of my two monitors is getting a bit, is old actually. And I didn't realize with the upgrade to Windows 10 or whatever we did a year or two ago, that they're just not talking in the same speed or language or something. And so when I'm recording on that, I can use it for Skype and, and things like that. And when I'm doing an interview for my show, I will often do it through Pamela through Skype. The camera's on, but I don't record. I just record the voice, but I can still see my guest. So it's like they're in my office when they can't be here personally. Well, that input had been changed during the move so that my mic that's on my head, my headset actually, I should say, wasn't doing the recording. I was sitting here with it on my head doing my podcast. The mic on my camera was recording, which is why it had that sort of distant wind tunnel feel to it, like it was recording from a distance because it was. Do you kind of feel like that in your life some ways? I do. There are times when I feel like our lives, we get our lives all set up. We have all the right equipment, all the right things, all what we consider, you know, whatever that might be, the right education. And yet we're working away and the result is distant, a little bit cloudy, and you sound like you're in a wind tunnel and you think, where have I gone wrong? Well, there's a couple of things I want to talk about today. Uh, today is January 5th and the uh, topic in the, um, sorry guys for my pausing, in the uh, Journey to the Heart book today was Let Life Reveal Itself to You. And I thought that was a little bit appropriate because I did receive some feedback on my last podcast when I made the comment about immigration. And I know I get myself into a bit of trouble with this now and then. I have very, very set ideas on this, but I'm still learning because my ideas are from my experience from the country I live in. But I try and keep an open mind for, you know, knowing, being aware of what I don't know. 
as the expression goes, I don't know what I don't know. That is a very good expression to live by. I have actually adopted that for many years in my life because when you have awareness, you're not only trying to be aware of what you do know, you need to be aware of what you don't know or have an awareness that you don't know things. In other words, I change my mind a lot in my life. I do not look at the world the way I did 30 years ago because more experiences have come to me, more um, interaction with other people, their life journeys, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes, the expression goes. And I'm educated in accounting. I have a, a sales and marketing background. And sometimes you have to stand back and say, what am I missing in this situation? What don't I know? Sometimes it's a piece of information when you're trying to solve a problem. Sometimes it's when I'm in my financial um, hat is on, when my finance hat is on, and I'm doing someone's books or my own books, and things aren't quite finished and quite right, and you need to, you need to know, you need to stand back and, and just take a look and say, did I miss something? I, you need to solve that problem. Well, life is no different. Your attitudes about your life and how you should live and what's going on in the world around you are all affected in exactly the same way. We all really only know what we know because of what we've lived through. So the trick on all of this, where I'm kind of backtracking a little bit here, or got a little off on a tangent, but let me backtrack back, is having an attitude of saying, you know, what have other people experienced and what don't I know in this situation? Well, as it turned out, I got a little feedback from this comment I made about immigrants coming to our country. But that comment was not meant to be racist in any way, shape or form, and it actually applies to a lot of areas in your life and that's where my brain kind of got going in this last couple of days was when I made the comment in my last podcast about if you're going to another country and you're immigrating there then you need to leave behind what you don't want but we don't as people so you leave a country that you don't want to be there anymore because there's corruption there's crime there's, you know, people aren't nice, you know, women aren't appreciated and you come to another country, but if you're going to bring all of that negativity with you here, nothing's going to change. That was my point. So if you're going to bring the bad behaviors from the culture that you grew up in into a new environment that doesn't have those behaviors, there's going to be conflict. You're going to conflict with the people that you're moving with the country you're moving to, and you're going to have conflict in your own life. But that's not where this only applies. This sort of uh, mentality is worldwide in every era of our life. It is a psychological thing as human beings. We keep bringing our baggage with us. So it's not just about emigrating to a new country. You could be going to a new job. You could be marrying again. And there's a reason second uh, marriages end in so much divorce. We tend to marry the same person. We don't solve the problems. We don't become aware. So we go into a new job thinking this will be the answer and we bring all of our issues with us. We go into a new marriage. We bring all of our issues with us. Or it's like I said in my last podcast, we emigrate to a new country. We bring all of our issues with us. The trick or the goal here is to learn become aware and choose the life that you want and then go have that life. Now, if that life means moving to another country, then, you know, good on you. I think that takes amazing bravery. If that uh, choice means a new job or perhaps it just means dealing with the job that you currently have and solving the problems within that job, no different than in your marriage. If you're looking to walk out of your marriage, but you haven't solved the problems, take my word for it, for human nature, guys you will take those issues straight into the next relationship. That is just how as human beings we work, unless we work on ourselves. So 
excuse me, so the trick here, and I deal with this in my own life, I, I speak from experience. I uh, am married to a wonderful man. I love him. He is what I needed in my life. Our life is not easy. We've had 17 years of ups and downs because we are very strong personalities and are still people that need to learn a lot. I am very usually quite aware, not always aware of my own behavior. That's unfortunately what happens in life. I might be able to counsel and facilitate someone else's health issues, work issues, finance issues. And those areas in my own life, I haven't perfected because that's just not how life works. Life is a journey. My knowledge base is continually ongoing and I can always look at someone else's life and situation with much more objectivity than I can look at my own. It's just a fact of life. That is why I have stated many times in my podcasts, everyone should have a coach or a mentor because I have friends and coaches around me that keep me accountable, correct me and call me on my stuff because that's what other people pay me to do for them. <laughs> but the coach still needs a coach because we're still human beings and my journey is far, far from over. I still get caught up in all the emotional stuff with family. When things go a bit odd, it's like I can't help it. It's just, it's like a knife wound. Whereas when I look at someone else's familiar situation, I'm like, why, you know, it's, I'm very objective about that. I can usually see what's going on. And it's very hard for you all to do it, for us to all do it for ourselves in our own situation. So let's go back to the book before I get on to some other segue here. And it's talking about today about letting life reveal itself to you. And I just thought this was just a little bit interesting considering I wanted to speak about not bringing our old junk into new changes. Now, in this particular case, like I say, I got a little feedback from someone that messaged me about the immigration comment, but it's really about all areas of your life. Well, how the saying goes, if you keep definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and thinking you're going to get a different result, it's not going to happen. If you are not willing to change, neither will your life. It is not someone else's fault. It is not your job. It is not your spouse. It is not, it is you. I'm sorry to be so blunt about this, but it is you. You are the common denominator in all the success and failures in your life. Happiness, unhappiness, you're the common denominator. So try and remember that. I don't want to beat up on you today. It's just a matter of I want you to think about it. I want you to be aware. How are you affecting situations in your life? And are you letting life reveal itself unto you? So part of being aware is being open. And I talk about this, being open spiritually, being open intellectually, being open emotionally. Opening When I sit in my office and I podcast to you guys all over the world, and I am looking out at my huge cedar trees. It was quite interesting seeing my new daughter-in-law to be ooh and awe over our country. South Africa is beautiful, but it's just very different. And I've grown up here, so I take it very for granted. So when I'm looking out my office window into my backyard, I have half an acre of property and four just huge cedar trees and a fir tree and then a whole bunch of trees on the back. But these cedar trees are very unique to North America and they are huge and they are statuesque and they're amazing. They are so beautiful and they're freaky, freaky messy for my husband to clean up every day or all season long. But you know what? Those are the pros and cons of, of the life we live. And then she went up to the Okanagan Valley with my son for over the, over the, uh, New Year's and the Okanagan Valley is basically a desert. It is a place in our province where a glacier came down and created this huge valley amongst the mountains. And, uh, they've done the the testing and can see where there's you know ancient this and that and there's 
cer certain types of silt on one side and sand on the other. It makes very unique growing conditions for, for wines. So it is our wine country now. It has always been our fruit country. It is where, when I grew up, all our fruit was grown in the Okanagan Valley. Large portion of it. Our peaches, our apples, our pears, our cherries, uh, nectarines, that sort of thing. Apricots, uh, plums. That is what we grew there. And now a huge proportion proportion of it is now all vineyards. It's become a wine, uh, a very unique wine section of the world in our Okanagan Valley. And that's so that's got very, very different looks to it. In fact, some of it looks like you're just driving through tumbleweed like you're going through Texas because it is like a desert. And she just thought that was beautiful as well. And of course it is with the mountains and the lakes and there was a skiff of snow and she was up on what we call the Naramata Bench and looking down over Lake Okanagan. She sent the pictures. I knew right where she was immediately. I just couldn't figure out what winery was open because when we were there last year, everything was closed. So I'm like, they're on the Naramata Bench. They're close to one end of the lake. They're low. They were at Poplar Grove. And they brought me a lovely bottle of wine as a thank you for all that we had done throughout the holidays and, and having fun. So there is this unique perspective that she has that she is opening and broadening her mind because she's in a different place. What I take for granted, she finds breathtaking. I want to looking forward to going to South Africa next year to their wedding and experiencing her country and, and going on a safari and doing all those things. I know the country's, you know, it's very scary and unsafe in lots of ways, but I think if you're smart and you take precautions and be aware of where you're going. It's like going to Thailand. You don't go to Thailand and steal, do drugs, wear tons of, or, or other places where you wear jewelry and hang, hang your hand out the, the window of the bus. You just, you be aware of where you're going and don't be an idiot, an idiot. Like nothing kills me more than people's ignorance. If you're going to be ignorant, you're going to struggle in life because the world is becoming too global. And you're going to get, a, you know, you can get away with it for a certain amount of time, but we are, we are being joined by global communication and the world is changing at a very, very rapid rate. We're overpopulated. We're over technolo technology, is that, a, is that a word? And we're going to be underfed. So these are things that the world is coming together. You can, you know, as long as you're in a country where they've got internet or something, the people are, are knowing they're becoming aware. And this my country, your country, your part of the world, that's going to start losing its, you know, its division, I think, in the next hundred years to a certain extent. Or perhaps it's going to become more so in the we're all putting up borders and fences and not letting anybody else into our side of the pond. Who knows? But what I'm what I'm saying is I'm finding that there's just more awareness going on in the world that we are starting to learn to living living again from a, a place of the heart versus the brain. Because when the brain is logical, and you're in that mode all the time, you're going to struggle with emotional stuff. And we are emotional beings. That's just the deal. How do you think they, you know, we all contribute to our charities and stuff because they put things on TV that pull at our heartstrings. They don't come out with commercials that say, so we'd like you to know that if you give $10, three of that will come back on your taxes as an input tax credit. And these are the things from a logical standpoint why you should give. No, no charity does that. They put pictures of, wounded animals and starving children and and hurt and pain on the television to pull at you emotionally. So moving forward in the world, our jobs are as human beings is really to be aware and to find a meeting of the minds between our logic and our emotions and not being ruled by one or the other exclusively. And that's a tough thing. I'm a very emotional person. I have a very logical side to me on this. I think it's part of being a Gemini. It's very, you know, I've often taken those tests on the brain and I'm always 50-50. I'm that 5% that walks down the middle. 
but it doesn't change the fact that on either side of that line, I tend to go to extremes. I can almost be black and white when my, when my logical side is stepped in when it comes to, you know, my bookkeeping and finance. That is a very, there's not a lot of gray area there. So there's a debit and a credit. Things have to balance. You've got to make it work. But I am incredibly emotional and have spent a good part of my life learning to not let my emotions make my decisions, to accept, acceptance is a huge part of this, guys, to accept that I have the right to feel this way. I can't help that I feel this way, but to allow the logical part of me to balance it, to say, doesn't mean I have to knee jerk react to that emotion every time. So it's about, for me, it was a lot about putting um, measures in place that gave me time to settle before I reacted. And I'm going to do a segue. Here is a perfect example of good behavior and bad behavior. And I'm going to throw a family member right under the bus with this one. My son got very, very angry over the holidays. He was given his notice for the home that he lives in on my parents' property. So basically they were kicking him out of his house so my other niece could live there. Not a big deal. If, you know, he's making his life in South Africa, but he was expecting to be able to live there six months to a year and then he was going to go. So the family sort of dropped this on him over at Christmas. He got very angry, but Ryan has been mentored by myself and he knew to shut his mouth and step back from everybody. So he went to his aunt and uncle because it was their daughter that, you know, this was all going on and nothing happens in our family without them being involved despite their, their uh, saying differently. That's just how it works. They, they run this family and know what's going on with everything going on in it because they live with my parents on 20 acres and have three children. Like you have to know what's going on. Ryan had the maturity. I was very proud of him to say to his aunt, I'm very angry, so I'm not going to talk to you because I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. So I'll talk to you guys in a couple days. He has control of the situation. Okay, did you see what happened there? He had the emotion. He has every right to be angry. He recognized he was going to overreact. He had the maturity to step up and say, we're going to talk about this in 48 hours when my emotions have calmed down because I know that I will feel differently then. Here is poor behavior. My sister has never learned to control her emotions because she does not live in an environment where she has ever had to learn. She threw a hissy fit because he was mad and now she's not speaking to him and wants him off the property because she doesn't want that sort of tension on the property. She had no ability to act like a responsible, mature human being. She had a temper tantrum and she's 47 years of age. So her emotions rose to the surface and she acted out immediately. I want my way. I want to talk about this. Basically, she wanted to have a fight. She loves drama. Do you, so in that two situations, who are you, my son or my sister? Because if you're the sister in this situation, you need to start working on yourself because it is not your right to throw a temper tantrum and demand that everyone respond to your emotional needs right this minute. You, that's just complete immaturity and you don't have that right. Now, my sister doesn't listen to this podcast. Luckily her children do. They'll probably hear this. If it gets back to her, it's fine. I don't talk about anything on here that I would not say to the person's face because I cannot teach you if I cannot use the experiences around me. And now that situation has resolved itself. Ryan has calmed down. He has gone to his aunt and uncle to say, you know what? It is what it is. I will make it work. But he has nothing to apologize for. And he's not going to apologize. She's waiting for the apology. It's never going to come. He just needs to make, make peace and go on. He loves his aunt very, very much. But he had the right 
to his emotions, you have the right to your emotions. You also have the right to remove people out of your life if you feel that they're always playing on that part of you. And that's a huge part of what I had to do. I love my family, but I removed myself. Because my sister and mom do are always emotionally reacting, they want to rile me up all the time. It is in their nature. They have not learned to be any other way. And at 75, my mother's never going to learn to be any other way. So I had to be the mature one and say, I want a peaceful relationship here. Therefore, I react within their sphere based on my capabilities. What that means is a lot of the time I avoid my family because I do not have enough control over my emotions all the time to have them pulling it, pulling on it. It was like clockwork. My husband would go out of town on business for a week. My Someone in my family would be on the phone to me and the fight would be on. It was like they knew when he left and he would say, don't take their phone calls, don't answer their emails, don't talk to your family when I'm out, of, when, when I'm out on business for the week. Okay, you learn the lesson. Have you? Are you learning these lessons in your life? This is not a negative sl slam on my family. I am trying to share an experience with you so that you can see who are you in this situation and do you need or want to change? There's a lot of people out there that need to change, but if they don't want to, it's never going to happen. No one in my family wants to change. They like the bubble they live in. They, they think the way they act is completely acceptable. It's not. The rest of the, most of the rest of the world that meets them don't, doesn't think it is. But that is how they've chosen to be. Absolutely fine. I've chosen to be different. I still want a relationship with them. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Always ask yourself that. When you're in a situation and you're feeling just overwhelmed, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? So we're going to go back to let life reveal itself to you. Ryan was willing to feel the emotion and then say, what else can, how can this situation turn around? Now, without getting into details, this situation has turned around brilliantly for us. We have a new plan altogether and it is so much better than the plan that was in place. But you know what? We wouldn't have got there if my mom hadn't kicked him out. <laughs> if she hadn't said, you know what, Ryan, you got to be gone in April. And uh, let's thank God she didn't say you have to be gone before you head back to South Africa in 10 days. I think you would have lost it. But uh, we'll come home. We've got a plan. We'll get him moved out in April. And then we have a new plan. So be open. He was angry. He had every right to be angry. He was promised something and it was taken away from him. He had a right not to lash out at his aunt to say, I don't want to be yelling at you, so I'm going to disappear for two days and I'll talk to you when I get back or when I'm feeling calmer. You need to do these things at work. You need to do these things with your children. So many times as parents, we need to step back, take ourselves for a time out before we literally just react and spew on that child. That is just no way. I've had these experiences in my life. I know that. I have a, two or three memories in my brain of these situations right from when my son was little, three years of age that I, they're like nightmares when I dream about them. They're just awful experiences in my life. Hopefully I've learned from them, but you know, your life is never going to be perfect. If I stood up in, on a stage or I get on this podcast and tell you that my life is perfect, then I have nothing to teach you. If I have not done terrible things, had terrible things happen to me, have overcome things, I have no learning to share with you whatsoever. Okay. I want you to think about that in your own life. Quit beating yourself up and let the universe and let life reveal itself to you. Sometimes I know I talked about last time about you have to have a plan. And I do believe that if you're goal oriented, you need to have a goal and you need to know how you're going to get there. But on the other hand, side of that, just like the emotion versus the logic, you also need to feel that your next step, sometimes as I talked about the chaos cycle, might just be contemplation. 
maybe the next step is no action whatsoever. You just need to spend some time in quiet and ask what's coming next. There is all over the internet right now. This is year one in a nine year cycle. It's sort of like some new cosmic beginning apparently in I don't know if it's astrology or what. I really don't know, but it's just kind of interesting. But I have, I have some girlfriends that are really into this kind of stuff. And and my one niece is buying a truck and my other girlfriend saw it on Facebook. And she's like, nope, tell her to wait till next week. Mercury, I think, was still in retrograde. I don't know what all that means. But I do do notice that there are energetic pulls through different things. And like I met, mentioned in the last podcast, 2016 was bad for a lot of people. And I can't say it was a great year for me, not even remotely. All I have been doing is I want to look back and learn the lessons. I do not want to take the same mistakes with me into 2017. So let's talk, you know, let's re review again, just leaving that behind. Do not bring the same stuff into a new situation. I do not want to do that. I want to relax a little more. I'm on a journey and I want to see what the universe is going to reveal to me this year. I want to see how things I can grow, how my life can grow, perhaps my business, how I can help other people. I just want to see how that's going to unfold. And I'm in a very positive frame of mind for that right now. Now, whether it's the whole one year out of nine new beginnings, I don't know. <laughs> I'm willing to take a little bit of that on faith. I'm, I'm good with that. But, uh, but I'm looking forward to the opportunity. So choose who you want to be. Don't bring your baggage with you into new situations and try and let the world universe, God, the spirit, show you what's coming next. And try not to get you hung up on my analogy with the family. Like I say, if I don't have experiences that I can share with you, I can't make the lesson real. And this was something very real that happened to us this, this particular holiday. And it's a brilliant lesson. I looked at the situation and went, I'm definitely going to podcast on this. I just needed everyone to be cal calm down for a few days and see what was going to play out get my mind focused. But yeah, I definitely had to podcast on that because so many of us react like my sister did. That is how, that's how I have been that way many times in my life. And when it's, when I'm with my husband, I am still that way. Sometimes I still want to stop my feet and say, no, you pay attention to me. Now the hardest thing in 17 years of marriage uh, with my husband is learning to let him go to his cave, the man cave or whatever we want to talk, talk about it. And they talk about, uh, do they talk about that in men are for Mars, women are for Venus. I can't remember, but he is not a communicator by nature. And he's a man. He compartmentalizes and it's very difficult for women sometimes. And we are all, all up in our emotions. Like we are global individuals. You know, we are the people that are looking after the village. We get stuff looked after. We're about nurturing for the most part. I'm broad stroking here, folks. Men are task oriented to a certain extent. And they can compartmentalize much better than women can. Doesn't mean when men and women don't have those tendencies. I'm just saying broad stroke, it's a tendency with men. It is very hard for me to let him go off, either calm down or hear what I've said. So then he'll come back in a couple of days. That level of patience is brutal on me. But I'm very glad I keep working at it because when I watch the situation with my son and my sister and realize that's exactly what that immature behavior looks like, her throwing a temper tantrum and overreacting, it was like, oh, there's no maturity there. There's no self-awareness there. That's just full-on emotional outbreak that wants your way now. And I am that way with my husband so much. And uh, to see it happen, play out in front of me, it was like very good example, very good lesson on remembering to step back and allow there to be balance and to look at the situation from a different angle in case there is a new, a new course. 
old expression. How does I think it's from the movie Sound of Music? When God closes the door, he opens a window. I so truly believe in that. I've had a tough time in my life sometimes accepting it, but I definitely truly believe that because no matter what has happened in our life, God has always opened a different a new path. And as long as you have faith and can walk on that path, you will be surprised what might come out at the end of it. Change is hard. I love change to a certain extent. I'm not married to a man that likes change. And my family doesn't like change. They, My mother has lived on the same property most of my adult life. Uh, moved around a lot when they were younger, but once they kind of got settled. And she will die on that property. And so did my grandmother. There is a certain characteristic trait throughout the what we call the yeoman side of the family. They're nesters. They're homebodies. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if you are a person that likes change and someone like me that switches the furniture around every few months, that sort of thing, always looking for what's next, what can we accomplish, what's, what new adventure is out there, those two, type, two types of personality um, personalities can be in conflict all the time until you learn kind of maturity and have experience in handling it. I've often said uh, to friends when I was younger, I never would have married someone like my husband in my 20s. I met him in my mid-30s, and thank heavens, because I'm a Gemini, he's a Taurus, he's as stubborn as the day is long, and Geminis, we tend to be very fickle. And until I learned to hit 30, and between about 30 and 33, really started to learn con control over my emotional responses and maturity, I never would have had the patience or the ability to deal with someone like him. I, In fact, I dated myself a couple of times, someone very outgoing, gregarious, a uh, little out of control sometimes, and oh my goodness, we were, I mean, it was six weeks of amazing, and then we almost killed each other. So you need to recognize that, you know, sometimes what you need in your life isn't what you want, and often there are ways to find that with harmony and balance, but it just takes a little bit of awareness and maturity. All right, I am not even sure what topic I am still on here this morning, folks, but it's a gorgeous sunny day here in Vancouver, Canada. Freaking cold, I have to say. My daughter, Lada B, has gone back to South Africa in a literally a two-day section of flights home. My poor girl, I feel so sorry for her. I love her, and I hope she is doing well. I look forward to seeing her again soon. I wish you all a spectacular day, and I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.